I know it's important. I do. I honestly do. But we talking about practice, man. What are we talking about? Practice? Yes, we're talking about practice today. We talking about practice? Yes, we're talking about practice. Alan, you must practice, sir. To be good at what you do, it takes practice. So yes, we're talking about practice today. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Promises Behavioral Health. So you might say, man, who's Promises? Who are these Promises people? What are these pro- What's the promise? What promise are they making? Let me tell you a little bit about Promises. Promises is a family of mental health and addiction treatment centers. And where are they based out of? They're based out of Nashville, Tennessee. One of my favorite places. I've been a couple of times. Can't wait to go back there. But they're ready to help you or your loved ones stay committed and achieve your promise of recovery. Now, there's lots of treatment centers out there that you can reach out to for help. There's lots you can choose from. Uh, Maybe you don't know how to pick one. That's where Promises comes in. They care about their people. They care about your families. They have family. They have friends in recovery themselves. So it really helps uh, them understand. They know what's going on because some of them have experienced it personally, which is always a huge benefit when working with anybody in recovery. Experience, uh, man, I I don't want to say experience trumps the old certificate, uh, the old degree, Definitely not, but I will say experience is such a valuable thing. And when you can work with people who are genuine, who have uh, either experienced uh, recovery themselves or they know people, they have family, they have friends that are in recovery, it makes it that much better to be able to connect with them. Uh, Now, in addition to that, they have highly trained staff members, Promises does, throughout a variety of their treatment centers. Here's how you can learn more about options near you. Go to promisesbehavioralhealth.com slash sober guy, or you can call 888-205-1890. That's 888-205-1890. Tell them you heard about them from that sober guy podcast, and they will help you or your loved one get the help that you need. So thanks again to Promises. Love partnering with you guys. Love having a valid resource. Also, let me tell you about the clean cause. I'm going to take a drink of the old clean cause for this clean cause right now this is the lemon lime Mm. wow that's good that's good i'll tell you what that clean cause is an organic sparkling herba mate energy drink and it's got minerals it's got amino acids it's got naturally occurring caffeine Mm. only 30 calories per serving too they got four flavors peach raspberry lemon lime which i'm drinking now and blackberry you gotta say it like that blackberry raspberry but they taste great and you get a crash free energy boost here's the best part though here's why we partner with clean cause not just because they have great drink but because 50 percent of all clean cause drink profits support recovery from alcohol and drug addiction Get 20% off your first order by going to cleancause.com, entering the promo code SOBERGUY. Once again, go to cleancause.com, enter the promo code uh, the promo code SOBERGUY, get 20% off your first order. All right, I'm excited to talk about this today, to talk about practice. We're talking about practice, man. Let's do this. That Sober Guy podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity. Listener discretion is advised. 
Yes, I'm Shane Raymer. You're listening to That Sober Guy Podcast, and we help people stay sober. Uh, be sure to check us out at thatsoberguy.com. You can connect with us on Instagram, uh, at Real That Sober Guy, and on Twitter, at Shane Raymer. Shout out to Humans Music. Love this intro. They always got some good jams. I think they're doing a farewell tour as well. You can find them, I believe it's at Das, D-A-S, Humans, uh, on Instagram. Uh, if you'd like to connect with them, hear more of their music, of course, go to iTunes, Spotify, all those platforms. Good homies of the show. Wish them the best on that final tour coming up. And uh, they've had some new videos come out recently, too. So just want to sh- yeah. shout out to those. Uh, check them out. Yeah, good stuff. All right, let me give a shout out to someone I uh, love very much, to my my best bud, G. Just hit 30 days of sobriety, man. Uh, just want to give you a little love. Uh, man, if you're out there struggling, you got a couple days, maybe you just hit 30 days, maybe you got a few years. It doesn't matter. We're all one mess up, one drink away from uh, from going right back to where we started. So it doesn't matter whether you got a couple days, you got 30 or 10 years. We're all in this stuff together. And uh, if you're celebrating a birthday today, maybe you got 30 days yourself, you just hit six months or nine months, a couple of years, whatever it is, just a shout out to you. Keep it up. Keep showing up. Uh, keep practicing because that's the, uh, the title of today's message. It takes practice. We talk about practice. How many times are you going to say it, Raymer? I don't know. But how many of you like to practice? Who likes practicing? Like you could answer me. I wish you could, but my guess is this: most people, and I'll let me let me rephrase that. Myself, I was not a huge fan of practice back in the day. And the first thing I related to is baseball practice because I played baseball growing up. I used to hate practice. I didn't want to go to practice. Ah, oh, man, practice today. Every once in a while, be a good time. When I look back now, shoot, I'd rather I wish I could practice baseball every day instead of work every day. Right? We could do some drills and some running and I wouldn't even care. But back then, man, it's like practice. We don't want to do that. We can think of all these other things we can do. I got this to do. I got that to do is practice, you know, or for those who are in bands too. remember band practice, whether you were in like a school band or maybe you're in like a rock band, bro, or you're like shred dude, just a hardcore band and you got to show up and practice for the show. It's not always fun. But you got to practice to get on the big stage or the big game. You got to be ready for it. And you do that. You get ready for the game so you can win or do your best or whatever that mindset is. You do it good. You do it well by practicing. It's the same thing with recovery. We don't just go to meetings and expect everything's going to be great. We don't just quit drinking and expect everything's going to be great. It takes practice. It takes practice and it's not always easy either. I've definitely had my own share of learning curves and continue to have them uh, along the way. And uh, it, it goes with anything, whether it's trying to stay sober, whether it's trying to get better at something that you enjoy to do, whether it's work, whether it's relationships, whatever it is, we got to practice at it. And also, we got to keep our head up. That was the first point I made today. We got to keep our heads up. We go through good times. We go through bad times. Some of them um, are easier than others. Some of them are more severe than others. Everyone's going to be a little bit different. And here's the one thing to remember. They're all impermanent. Those good times are eventually going to pass. Those bad times are eventually going to pass. And through it all, we got to keep our head up through those ups and the downs. It's not always easy. 
Although we have to remain strong on that and trying to keep our heads up. When our head's down, it's the perfect opportunity for the enemy to sneak in and steal our peace and our joy. We're not keeping our heads up. This uh, this got me thinking about a story uh, from when I was a kid. And uh, like I mentioned, I played baseball. And uh, I think it was uh, it was a little league playoff game. It was the White Sox versus the Orioles. I think I was in in majors, major little league. So I was probably 11, uh, 11 or uh, well, I was playing younger. So yeah, 10 or 11. I was a pitcher at the time. And I could throw pretty hard for being a 10, 11 year old kid. I, I liked pitching a lot. But we were playing in a playoff game with my buddy Kyle against my buddy Kyle. He was on the White Sox. I was on the Orioles. And uh, I was excited to play against them. I knew that uh, we had this big game coming up. And, you know, we were kind of trash talking as boys do. Oh, man, we're going to we're gonna whoop your ass. We're going to beat you. I don't know if I said ass then or not. Maybe butt. Probably, <laughs> probably not. I probably said ass. But uh, in any case, does it matter? Really? I don't know why, Raymer. Why are you talking about that? doesn't matter. But we were playing each other. That's what matters here. And we were excited. We were definitely excited about it. I was pumped to play Kyle. And let me tell you why I was so pumped because I wanted to beat him so bad because this dude would, he was older than me. Kyle is a couple years older than me. Shout out to Kyle. If you ever listen to this, by the way, one of my um, best homies from back in the day, Newport circle, Summerfield drive as kids, man, we grew up together. So there's that competition that that genuine competition of you against your buddy you know we'd go play basketball at the at the park he'd always beat me we'd play 21 i remember just over and over let's go again let's go again i'm gonna beat you and he'd beat me every time i remember one day at the end of the day i finally just took the basketball and just booted it out in the street and ran home pissed off (laughs) it's funny man oh man he used to get making me so mad but i wanted to beat him so bad in this game right this was like my big opportunity just to just to get back at him and to win the American League championship. And uh man, it was a great game. And I'm pitching. It's the bottom of the sixth inning. And the game's tied. Yeah, I know. I can't believe it either sometimes when I think back about this. No way. This is like the classic story, right? And I'm on the mound. I'm throwing some heat for an, a 10, 11 year old. And um I don't remember, I tried to kind of play it back and I don't remember every single detail, but somehow Kyle got on base. Hopefully I beamed his ass. That's what I'm hoping. Hopefully I just beamed him right in his ribs and that sent him to first base. But in any case, eventually he made his way to third base. Okay, he makes his way to third base. This is the bottom of the sixth inning. The game is tied. So if he scores, they win the championship, okay? I'm on the mound pitching and I am all up in my own head. This committee up in my head started a long time ago way before I ever uh turned to alcohol to to deal with it but I'm nervous man the game is on the line I'm fearful um every time I I would make a pitch I remember walking back and just like just being so up in my head and and not only that but every time I was walking back to the mound I would have my head down I wasn't really paying attention to Kyle I mean I might give him a little look I knew that he was there but it just, it, it wasn't registering with me because I was so focused on the fear that I was dealing with and, and the nerves. Um, it totally got the best of me in that moment. I can remember that feeling in my stomach, just, just being, just, just turning. And, um, I learned this afterwards, but at that time, 
um, I, I kept walking back after I'd throw a strike or a ball. After a couple pitches of walking back with my head down, Kyle leans over to his third base coach and says, next time he walks back with his head down, I'm stealing home. And what do you know? Sure as shit. I pitch the ball. Catcher throws it back to me. And I walk back to the mound with my head down. And, and before I can even register what the hell is going on, everyone's screen. It was like slow motion. I turn around and I, Oh my God, he's Kyle's halfway to home. And I try to fling the ball to home plate and it's too late. And he scores and the white Sox beat the Orioles for the American league championship. And, uh, I'm devastated. I'm crushed. I'm crying like a baby. I was also pissed off at that butthole for doing that too. Right. In that moment, I'm just like, I, I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it and uh i sunk my head down for for a while after that it was embarrassing it was sad at least to me nobody gave i mean we were 10 11 year old kids right but as many of us understand and i'm sure a lot of you can relate to this we can be our own worst enemies a lot of the time there's nobody harder on me than me and i am so hard on myself when stuff like this example as a kid what happened so I, I beat myself up over it um i was upset i don't know how long it took before i even talked to kyle again for a while <laughs> but um this takes practice in a moment like this you know in in, in going through certain things and obviously this is a this is a an example as a kid but i think it can relate to anything in life right how many times are we going through something and something happens unexpectedly and we lose, you know, or we lose in that moment or something happens unexpectedly and we don't know what to do. And our tendency is to, is to, to sink our head down and, uh, and want to walk back, you know, and cry about it and be upset about it. I learned a valuable lesson in that. You got to keep your head up in all times of stress, doubt, uncomfortableness, uncertainty, anything that life throws at us in that moment of fear, of anxiety, all of it's impermanent. It's going to pass. It will pass eventually. And there's another day to look to. And in that moment, we got to do our best to keep our heads up. Got to do our best to keep our heads up. Walk back to the mound proud. Walk back and keep an eye on what's going on around us. We're not trying to control it, but we're keeping an eye out. We know where we're at. We're confident in ourselves. We're confident in our skills. We're confident that God's got our back and he's going to provide for us in those moments where there's fear, where there's anxiety, where those things tend to creep in. Otherwise, you're going to get home stole on you and you're going to lose the game. And that sucks. Nobody wants to do that. I also learned one more, th one more thing about that too, is that, um, you know, and I was thinking about back about this as I was kind of writing some of these notes out um people sense weakness people can sense weakness and they can sense doubt and they can sense fear and we counter this by knowing ourselves by trusting ourselves by trusting god by serving others to stay out of our own heads and when they sent no they can they can sense that too they can sense confidence they can sense um a spirit that is trusting a spirit that is positive too, you know, so it kind of goes both ways. 
And uh, we got to do our best to stay on the other side of that. And that comes with practice, right? We practice this stuff. We practice meditation. We pra- which, by the way, is a really big struggle for me lately. I don't know what it is. Um, I've been talking to my sponsor, to uh, Buddy. Many of you guys know Buddy. He's been on the show. You've heard, you know, you've heard conversations we've had. He's got a couple podcasts um, himself. The uh, let's let's actually plug one of those too because it's a great one. It's the the Dow of our Understanding podcast. He gets together with a group um, of of folks from all over the place and they talk about the Dao De Ching and it's super interesting. Check it out. It's on iTunes. But um, in any case, you know. The, the meditation thing, we've had some conversations about that and I've been, I've been trying to get in that spot where I can kind of drop into it. And, and it's just, it takes practice. And I, it's, and here's the thing, it's really hard to practice when you suck at something too. Like I wouldn't say I suck at meditation, but I'm, I'm not very great at it. Uh, and this is, I mean, I've been doing it on and off for years now and, 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 and prayer, prayer is a little easy for easier. I think for me, I can tend to get um, in my quiet place and and get into that. But maybe it's the act of, you know, trying to meditate and like trying to control it. Maybe that's what it is. But in any case, point being, no matter what it is, we got to practice on it as we keep going. The other point, point number two, okay, moving on from keeping your head up. Point number two, just show up. Just show up. Let God work. God works through me. I, I, I'm a firm believer that God works through all of us. And I'm, I believe that he sends messages through people. That's what I believe. I'm not saying you got to believe that. Maybe it sounds crazy to you. Totally cool. I don't care. That's, that's what I believe. And I, I feel like it's really simple. You know, I don't have to have all the answers to everything. What I need to do is just show up. Just show up. And the, and the example I was thinking of this week is, I got asked by my buddy Ryan, shout out to Ryan, uh, known him a long time. Uh, he invited me to come out and chair a meeting, uh, a men's meeting uh, on, uh, he invited me a month or two ago and he said, well, pick a date. I said, okay, I was looking at the calendar and I don't really pay attention to football that much. Um, and so I said, February 2nd, I'll be there. Sunday night, seven o'clock meeting. Can't wait to, to share. Uh, really looking forward to it. Well, about a week out, it occurred to me, yes, it occurred to me that February 2nd was the Super Bowl. I said, oh man, wait a minute. The Super Bowl starts at 3.30. I'm going to be at this meeting at 7. Man, I, I may end up missing some of the last part of the Super Bowl. All right. To me, I even though too, the 49ers are in the Super Bowl, right? They ended up losing, as we all know, or those of you who pay attention to it. I'm from the Bay Area, or East Bay Area, a little bit inland, right in between Sacramento, San Francisco, Vacaville, son. But it's a Bay Area team, right? They're in the Super Bowl. So obviously, locally, ton of 49er fans. I'm not really a 49er fan myself, but I'll definitely root for a Bay Area team. Watch a little bit of the Super Bowl, get together with some family, eat some good grub, have a good time. Well, as we did that, as time ticked down, um, you know, I looked at my watch. It was about 6.35, 6.40, and there was still six minutes left in the game, and I had to, to, to get over to this meeting. And I'm, I had made a commitment to it. You know, I would made a commitment to that meeting, and I'm going to show up. Just show up. I got to show up for it. I got to be there. You know, I, and, and here's the funny thing about this, right? Had I, had I been drinking at this time, had I been still 
actively doing what I was doing, I would have never, I would totally would have bailed on this commitment. Screw that. I'm watching the Super Bowl. I would have made a ton of excuses. It's the Super Bowl. You know, this, that, whatever. Regardless if I made the commitment, I wouldn't have shown up. And that's what I love about being sober, about working a program, about having good people around me that can teach me, that have taught me this kind of stuff. You know, mentor, sponsor, friends, family. You know, all that just good people that I've been able to to pick up things from and learn from and then kind of shape my mentality today that I show up for stuff. I'm not perfect at it by any means either. I have to cancel things sometimes. I have to reschedule stuff. I don't, you know, but I but I honestly try my best to to do everything that I can, especially when I make a, a commitment to something. And so here's the funny thing. I get up, I leave uh, six minutes in the game left. It's like almost, I can't remember what the score was. It was damn near tied. It was the best, the best part of the Super Bowl was the last six minutes. And that's when I left. So I didn't, I didn't get to see it, which is fine. I'm not complaining. I could really care less to be honest, but I've already said it three times. Here's the funny thing. Okay. I promise I'm going to say it right now. The funny thing is, is you're walking into the meeting. It it's separated by one wall and there's a bar on one side and there's the meeting room in the other. And when you share at this meeting, your chair is backed up to that wall. So the irony in that, I sit down, the meeting starts, and as the meeting is starting, all this stuff is going on in the Super Bowl, in the wall, in the room behind me. And the irony is, is you have two rooms full of drunks, but you got one room in recovery about to do a meeting, and you got another room, right, separating that wall who's hammered going ape shit because the chiefs just won the super bowl or they're about to win the super bowl. And I'm not talking shit or anything either about what I'm not saying. Well, they're, they're dumb because they were drinking. That's not, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just pointing out the irony in that you have two rooms of it. And as I sat there in, in that moment, I just, I don't care what, what they're doing at the bar next door. That's, that's their own deal. But I was damn glad that I was on that side of the room that night sitting in that chair versus on the other side of the wall, hammered ass drunk, you know, rooting for my team and, and probably going out to make some dumb decisions afterwards, you know, and that's what I get to do today because I just show up. I practice, I do my best. You know, I, I don't always want to either showing up for practice sucks some days, just like I was saying in the in the beginning of the podcast, you know, some days you just don't want to sh- practice sucks some days, but you got to do it. It takes a practice, um, you know, to do that. And by just so by just showing up, we allow God to work through us. We get out of ourselves. Um, it, it, it keeps us where we need to be, keeps me where I need to be. You know, I, w- I wanted to be watching the last six minutes, of course, but I needed to be in that meeting for whatever reason it was. Maybe someone needed to hear what I shared. Maybe, um, you know, or I know definitely I heard some things that guys shared that I needed to hear, you know, so just show up and God will take care of the rest no matter what, especially if someone is told multiple people have told me this and I've heard it and I've said it before, but I always revert back to this too. When I don't want to do something, you know, obviously reasonably, standardized, right? Or whatever the the heck the right word is for that. But with reasonable consideration, uh, depending on what it is, if it's something I don't want to do, like going to a meeting or, 
you know, do, doing something that I know I need to get done, but I'm putting it off and putting it off. I just need to do it because I know I need to be there. And I needed to be at that meeting in that night for some reason, you know, and I heard some great stuff in there. And hopefully someone heard something that I shared that could help them. You know, that's what it's about. Just showing up. God takes care of the rest. It takes practice to do this, but you just got to show up and let God handle the rest. I, I, I love that. And when I do that, when I can put it in those terms and just be easy, everything seems to be way easier, go way smoother. Um, it seems to fall in place. Here's point three and the last point about practice. Okay. And then we ain't going to talk about practice anymore. Okay, Alan, we're not talking about practice, but you got to do your best. Always do your best. And remember, it's a practice. It's a practice. Progress, not perfection. I love it. It's cliche. I know it's one of the old school ones. I heard that right when I went into recovery. We just got to make some progress. We're not going to be perfect. Progress, not perfection. But it's so true. None of us are perfect. None of us are perfect. Some of us might think we're perfect. I promise you we're not. I know I'm not. I am far from perfect. Uh, some of us feel like we have to act like it's all perfect. I know I did at times. I know I still do sometimes have to act like I, you know, everything's good. You know, when really I know deep down there's some shit that I need to, to get off my chest or I need to deal with, I need to kind of work out, communicate about. But depending on the situation, I might try to act like it's all good, act like it's perfect. Maybe I don't feel like talking about it. Maybe it's still bugging me and I'm not ready to yet. Whatever the case is, you know, we're not perfect and it's okay to give myself grace for that. You know, it's okay to say, okay, I'm not perfect, but I'm going to do my best. Um, you know, I was thinking about this. I had a great day with the kids this last weekend and, um, man, we had a busy day too. Jess, I think Jess worked and, um, and she was going out with her, with a couple girlfriends at night, going out to dinner, hanging out a little bit. So I had the kids all day and, um, you know, we got up early before she went to work. I took cash over to the park. Uh, we met up with a friend of ours and his son, and we played a little bit of baseball, threw the ball around a little bit, played like a little fun dad son game. Um, you know, went back to the house, got their soccer stuff, you know, went to Lucy's game first. Then, uh, I, I ran out, dropped her off at all the girls house from the soccer game, came back to the soccer field for cash's game. Um, you know, his game was over. We went and ate lunch. I went and, I think I went and picked up Lucy. Then we went and ate a late lunch. Then we went to the swimming pool, sat in the, in the spa, swam around, um, eventually ended up getting some ice cream and then heading home. Right? It was a great day. It was, it was fun. It was busy. It was chaotic. Um, but it was a great, great day. I love spending time with my kids. I love being sober. Here's what I'm getting at with this. I posted, I posted a picture uh, of us at the pool, right? And uh, if you want to check it out, it's at real that sober guy on Instagram. And uh, Lucy took a picture of me, kind of kicked back on this chair, um, and and then I took a picture of them swimming in the pool, and I posted on there, and I just said, hey, it feels good to be sober on a Saturday evening, hanging with my kids. I get to enjoy, and most importantly, remember these times. Um, and if you're struggling, hit a meeting, holler at a friend. You're worth it, right? And I was just in the moment, man. I was feeling, it. I was super grateful in that moment, you know, and, and we were having, a, we had a, we were having a good time. Now, what I didn't mention in that post and not by any thought, I think I did put it down in the comments when I was replying back, I think maybe to Cormac or my, or, um, my, my brother-in-law G, um, that 
you know, here, here's what I didn't say is that, and by, by the way, shout out to Cormac all the way on Ireland, my brother, haven't talked to you in a minute. Um, man, longtime listener and homie of the show. Cormac's been there since, man, I think like the first month or two that we launched Sober Guys. So always good having those connections from Cali to Ireland, man. That's good stuff. But here's what I didn't mention about that post and about that whole day that I just explained to you. We're doing this. We're doing that. We're on the go. I didn't mention how many times that day I had to say the serenity prayer and take a couple breaths so I didn't lose my freaking mind. Even though it was so fun, I love my kids. I love both of them with all my heart. I would do anything for them. I enjoy spending time with them. But bro, 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 hear me out, bro. (laughs) It is gnarly sometimes. It's crazy sometimes. It's off the hook like I want to rip my hair out some days. Some days I ask God, how did you make me a father? I'm incapable of doing this. You know, I feel like that some days. Like, holy shit. How did I get myself into this? And I'm just being honest. It doesn't mean that I love my kids any less. But, dude, it is chaos sometimes. And I have to practice being in that moment out of all the good things that happened that day, the 27 other moments when they were fighting or talking back or doing something they weren't supposed to be doing or I was stressed out about something else or daydreaming and I had to pull my ass back in and then get, I mean, there's so many things trying to speak, get around people to make make it to, to the game on time. Just all these little things in there. I got to stop myself and say, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And what is the courage to change the things I can? I can change my attitude. I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to be perfect, but I can make some progress in those moments by remembering, keeping it conscious in the front part of my brain to stop for a second when I'm about to lose my shit. And I can say the serenity prayer. And, and, and take a breath, whatever tool it is that will help you do the same thing. First thought wrong. That's a good one I learned from Mark Lundholm when I was in rehab. First thought wrong. Second thought wrong. Third thought wrong. Maybe on the fourth time I'll get it right, Raymer, because your cranium is crazy some days. You got a lot of things going on around you. You know, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? How am I going to pay that? How am I going to get this done? How am I going to get here in time? We got to practice dealing with this stuff. It's a lifestyle. It's not just, hey, I think I'm going to be sober. Oh, I'm not going to drink anymore and everything's going to be wonderful. Fuck no. (laughs) I haven't said that word in a minute, but it just felt right right there. It's not how it works. You know, man, see now, now I'm feeling guilty for saying the curse words but I can't help it. That's how it sounds to me sometimes. Hell to the mother effing no. I just, I, I stopped, okay? But that's what it's about, practicing this stuff and being conscious of it, working a program. I don't care what program it is. We gotta be doing something. We gotta be getting some coaching, some sponsorship, some mentors, some friends, some God, some Jesus, whatever your God is. That's mine. I need that. You know, I need that in my life. I need to be built up by those around me. My wife does an amazing job of speaking into my life. She's very good at it. Something that I have continued to learn from her, you know, in, in being 
okay with myself and then learning how to speak into other people, you know, and that, that she's a, she's a big piece of that. And there's also a lot of other pieces to it. That's what we need. We need to surround ourselves with people who can be on that committee. I was talking to my homie Josh today about that and, uh, and his boy's about to go off to college and he's got a bunch of scholarship offers and, um, you know, different, uh, different opportunities, which is amazing. He's an outstanding football player. Uh, his kid and um man we were talking about how you know it's so important to have counsel around you you know to have people around you that that you can ask for opinions and get their opinions get their thoughts and then come back and and make the best educated decision on whatever it is that you're deciding to do or that you're going to do and how do we do that we do it by practicing this daily stuff every day by setting these things up in advance, practicing reaching out to people, practicing showing up. It takes practice. I love it. I don't know how many times I said it in this uh, in this podcast, but uh, I'll have to go back and count. I probably won't because I, I just know myself and I hate listening to a lot of the podcasts after I record them anyways. But um, look, here's what I'm getting at, okay? Here's what I'm getting at. Let's wrap this thing up. I'm a good father today, okay? And I can honestly say that about myself and I can mean it. But am I perfect? Absolutely not. It takes practice to be a good father. It takes practice to learn from my mistakes, you know, giving myself great grace, learning um, from bad choices that I made and saying, I'm not going to do that one again. You know, it, it takes practice to not use substances as a tool and instead use the serenity prayer. Like I was saying earlier, that takes practice. I got to this point by practicing and I continue staying sober and being a good father and a decent human being by practicing, putting in the work, keeping my head up, just showing up. All right. I hope I never have to hear the word practice for like five more days, but at least it's ingrained in my cranium now. Hopefully it's ingrained in yours to know we got to practice. I'm nobody special. You can do this too. Um, be patient. Put the work in. Reach out if you need help. You're worth it. Uh, I love you guys. I appreciate you. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Share it with a friend, please. Share it on your social media channels. Um, let others know that there's hope out there. Speak into people too, man. Love you guys. Check us out at thatsoberguy.com once again. Instagram at realthatsoberguy, at Shane Raymer on Twitter. Peace, love, and respect. Keep your blood clean. Do in the back room